So yeah. what was it like going into the Dakota? Well, we walked into the office first and the um, assistant said, oh, well, John and Yoko are doing a photo shoot upstairs with Annie Leibovitz. And I immediately got a little upset because I had had a run-in myself with Annie Leibovitz while I was a newscaster in Seattle. So I I wasn't too excited and I was hoping that we wouldn't see her, which we didn't, thank God. Um, (laughs) But then we were taken into their private office which uh, was primarily Yoko's office where she ran the family business. And uh, as Ron was setting up his uh, tape machine and, and getting the mics out and everything, Dave and I were chatting and and Yoko walked in first and said, oh, well, John's still up with Annie Leibovitz. He's going to be there for, for a little bit, but, um, you know, we can get started or, or just yeah. hang out. And um, it was it was exciting because I was happy to see Yoko and get to meet her, too. When John first came down and Yoko had been with us for about a half an hour at that point, what I remember, and, and also I should say that the interviews that you hear are never the full interviews. They're always missing things from the tapes and everything. So what happened was that John opened the door a crack and um, looked in and I couldn't nail myself. I was just trying to be funny. And I said under my breath, can't you see we're in the middle of an interview? John started (laughs) laughing and, you know, I saw his round glasses and his nose sticking through the crack. And then he opened the door and because we were laughing. I just had a feeling that everything was going to be great. It was going to be an incredible interview. Yeah. yeah well, I remember when he opened that door that he just jumped up in the air, like, you know, the show's going to begin. I'm here, folks. And he opened yeah. up his arm. And, you know, you could just picture John doing that exactly yeah. what you expect because no one had told him the interview had started we were talking with yoko for what 10 15 minutes salary i'm yeah. not sure what and then john just appeared and said oh boy you didn't nobody told me you had started and jumped yeah. right in i do remember richard within a matter of minutes i don't know about laurie but it felt like he was somebody that i used to hang out with it was that kind of connection it was like almost instant yeah did you get the same feeling with paul I was just going to say the interesting thing about going to interview Paul is that we walked in and we had brought him a giant bottle of liquor, <laughs> knowing that he was really into into scotch. And so that immediately, he was so excited. <laughs> to, it was like we were all best friends immediately. And although I felt definitely friendly with John right away because he came in and I had been sitting on the um, the love seat and Yoko was in a chair in front of the love seat and John came down and sat right next to me on the love seat. And it was like, oh my God, this is my childhood dream. I'm sitting right next to John Lennon. And yeah. uh, it, was, it was unbelievable. So why were parts like you under your breath saying, can't you see we're doing an interview? Why is that not on the tapes that I've heard? Um, Well, as Ron Hummel, um, our uh, engineer producer, says, it's a lot of the the tapes that have been somehow released uh, that people listen to aren't complete and Mm. they're missing things. And, um, you know, and he also said that a lot of them are bad quality and so things drop out. So it's unfortunate, but true. But on the other hand, they belong to RKO, not people who were just posting them so right you know at the time when i first listened to the interview because of the atmosphere we were now in after he died 
I was listening to hear if, if there was some kind of premonition on his part, you know, some kind of, and there really wasn't, was there? You know, he's talking about being 40 and I'm only halfway through my life and I can't wait for the next half. He was so upbeat that day. Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so relieved to know that on that, that, that particular comment, Richard, did come through because I'm sure Lori will probably echo this. That question came up almost instantly from the first interview uh, we did the Today Show and Good Morning America, and that's that was almost one of these questions. No matter where, what newspapers, radio stations, that was the question: Did he have a premonition? And luckily, on that tape, as you just said, he confirmed: No way. It was exactly a 180. It was an opposite. He was yeah. he couldn't have been more excited about looking ahead to the future. To hear more of this interview, go to Buskin with the Beatles on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash BWTB.